Feels good to be back. We are about to go live. I don't see nothing. Okay, I see it. I see it. I see it. I see a little. See the little data lines popping. All right, man. Triangle offense. The return going live in five, four, three, two, one. Ladies and gentlemen, what is good? What is good? What is really good? Your boys are back, man, after a nice little half-season hiatus. Uh, sorry for the wait, but, you know, we had some things to take care of away from the pot. But nonetheless, man, we backing at the perfect time. It's a Triangle Offense podcast hosted by your boys. It's your man, Frost, a.k.a. Frostradamus. And I can't do the show without my crew. You already know who they are. What's good? It's your boy, Billy Paycheck, a.k.a. Ashy Knuckles, nigga. Hey, I'm in let's go. <laughs> let's go and shout out to our production team man led by my man q and my man jay john due to join us here in the near future and um we got a lot of things cooking and on the way bro like i, I just it, it feels good to be back man i don't know about you ben but i'm stoked to be back bro yes sir like we just I, i'm like i feel like i've been wasting my talents man arguing with these 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 so-called experts on social media and on instagram and facebook and I'm like, why am I doing this, man? I need we need to get back to doing what we do. Yeah, for real. <laughs> it's just like it's therapeutic. Uh, it's very therapeutic, bro. Like I didn't realize how much I missed it until like the season really got interesting with the playoffs and you know the midseason drama. And yeah, we got a lot that we got a lot that we could talk about, but we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna work our way back in the form, man. I know, I know we everybody been missing us in our commentary and hot takes and you know outlandishness but nonetheless man your voice is back man i can't i can't i can't stress how much i appreciate everybody hanging in and constantly checking in with this man that was really kind of like the the driving force man to get us back on track to get us going with it man it was mad people asking about the pod and what we've been what we've been doing and um you know we'll get into that at a different time but we back though man nonetheless we are welcome back yes sir but yes, sir. But uh, we're gonna start the show off, man, by recapping the obvious stuff. I mean, crazy into the NBA season, man. Um, a lot of surprises, you know. But uh, I think we're gonna keep it simple, man. We're gonna start with the obvious stuff, man. We got uh, I can't call them the new world champions, but let's just say the those boys are back, man. Golden State Warriors taking home the title, defeating the Boston Celtics, man, in six games, man. What's your thoughts on how the season closed out, bro? Man, I feel like Nostradamus, bro. I feel like I called that shit from the offseason. Yeah. Last yeah. season, bro. When Steph yeah. went cra- crazy in one of them summer leagues, one of them camps, I was mm-hmm. like, bro, he's going stupid right now. Then he, that opening night, bro. Then the mm-hmm. all-star game, all mm-hmm. that shit. I'm like, bro, this nigga's going stupid. <laughs> and it's like, come on, man. How y'all don't see this shit? And then... Yeah, West wasn't really as healthy as it has been True. in the past. But True. at the same time, bro, he was playing on a different level. I feel like that's what was about to happen regardless. He had a team back around him. He They got healthier. You know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. very entertaining, bro. I don't, I don't like how a lot of these old media niggas <laughs> talking about the legacy and all this shit, you just bring up shit that don't got shit to do with nothing, bro. And it's right after he wins. It's like, bro, just let him enjoy this shit for two seconds. <laughs> but I am. He up there for me. No doubt. Nah, I mean, you know, you know me, man. I've been, um, I've been, I've definitely been the uh, anti-Warriors guy going all the way back to, you know, when Mark, you know, right before Steve Kerr took over, man. And, you know, all that stuff. I ain't going to get off into that. I'm going to give these dudes their props, man. I mean, what impressed me the most is just the adversity that they fought through to get back to this point, man. Because a lot of guys, man, they could have just been like, you know, you know, I'm out. You know, it ain't what it used to be. I want out. I want to be traded. You know, I ain't got no damn help. But I got to give the chef his credit, man. You know what I'm saying? He held up and uh, did his damn thing. Did his damn thing. Going all the way back to the playing tournament last year and that, run he was on last season up until this season man but you know i gotta give them credit as a franchise they developed those young guys they got the best out of a lot of people that most franchises are wrote off like the andrew wiggins of the world the Otto porter juniors of the world you know they stuck by kevon looney and he finally 
pay dividends for them cats. Um, Jordan Poole and Burgeon, a lot, lot of good things to say about how they they organically remolded this team and brought them back uh, to being a championship contender. When there are a lot of people that wrote them off, including myself. You know, I wrote them off for a hot second, but I always knew like if Clay got healthy, those young guys came together, they could do something real special, and they definitely did that this season. Facts. And um, as far as I'm concerned, that MVP was was uh, chef the whole time, bro. But he got injured when he fell on the sideline and fucked his wrist up. Regardless, Joker did not deserve that MVP, bro. It should have been Embiid. Oh, but yeah, without question. That's neither here nor there. No doubt. I mean, there's no disrespect to the Joker. The Joker did his thing. I just think you had several cats that had a better case for MVP. I know they he got the sympathy vote, you know, with Murray and Porter being out and all that. Um, and still putting up hella numbers with his main guys being out and having a lot of new pieces to integrate. But I just think with what Joel Embiid in particular, since you brought him up, had to get through this particular season with the Ben Simmons drama, you know, trying to, you know, integrating James Harden midway through the season, all just all that extra nonsense, the interviews, the questions, the, you know, just, just, just all the distractions, bro. Like he stayed true to himself and balled out, fought through injuries. And I think he definitely should have been MVP, but I think you also got a good argument for the chef too. Yeah. You know, you definitely got a good argument for the chef, man. I wouldn't those three guys in particular, I wouldn't say nothing against. I mean, you could even make an argument for Giannis too, but I, I you know, I say outside of those four, I mean, I, I think the MVP conversation is like it's a lock between those four. I wouldn't get mad at any one of those guys, you know, when it would take running away with it for sure. But um big shout out to the Warriors, man. They had one hell of a finish to this season. Uh it's good to see them back, and even though I still can't I still can't stand Draymond Green. I got to get his due to respect his his piece, man. He plays his role damn well, but um, my brother, you got you got to find that jump shot, brother. It's it's just <laughs> a win. that jump shot is still missing in action, and we've called off the APB. It's now search and recover for that man's jump shot. It ain't no damn. It's a damn shame he was averaging more fouls and points at one point during that NBA Finals, man. Like man, God. <laughs> he definitely got, got saved by. By <laughs> one of the goats, this era's goat, but um, mm-hmm. yeah, that nigga's shot is gone. I don't have no <laughs> expectations of it returning. <laughs> ah. Keep it real. Only yeah. high, only hopes I have for Draymond, bro, is he keeps playing. his defense was on point for the majority of the playoffs, but no, then no. he was making a lot of goofy ass mistakes, like he gets mm-hmm. in his bag. That's his okay. Draymond, his bag. Man. All that shit, like that chippiness with Jalen Brown, like, bro, yeah. relax. Yeah, see, man, that's what I'm talking about. You talking about he snatched his soul out and all that. Like, bro, yeah. just chilling and enjoying the ring, man. I think oh, that's man. a pause. <laughs> you know what? I was debating that with my other people, too. I think I think the general consensus is I, I think that's a pause. Think that's a pause, bro. <laughs> Ah, man, I wish Q was here, man. Q definitely would have the ball <laughs> Bro. Oh, shoot. Man. Yeah, we definitely we definitely took the straw survey, and I think the general consensus is that's a pause, bro. It's crazy. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, snatch the soul. First off, pause. And secondly, like, come on, bro. Like, you didn't. Yeah. He ain't do none of that, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, same way we can talk about. He was still balling. Right. He was still balling. <laughs> That's you crazy. Know. Like, if anything, you can say that about Tatum at one point. Like, you know what I'm True. saying? True. I mean, I would, man, hey, bro, talk. He don't get enough credit, bro. Shout out to Andrew Wiggins, bro. Like, this dude, uh, like, it, it just Luka. goes, man, Luca, Tatum, like, it, it didn't That's matter, crazy. bro. Like, this dude taking on the defensive assignment, still chipping in, giving you about 20 to 27 here and there, bro. Like, that dude just came and comes in and do it, does his job, bro. Like he's a perfect fit for that team, bro. And and shout nice. out to them for taking a chance on this dude. When a lot of us had wrote him off for being overrated, man. Like I know I was one of the biggest guys that wrote him off, man, as being overrated. But shout out to Andrew Wiggins, bro. First time All Star, one hell of a season for that kid. I'm proud of him, man. 
Super shout out to Wiggins. I was one of the ones that had sympathy for him because mm-hmm. you know my conspiracy theorist ass. I feel like LeBron <laughs> shitted on him out the gate. Oh, here we go. <laughs> it just nah, because <laughs> just the way he played, the way he was coming into the league, just picture him mm-hmm. coming up under LeBron, bro. That nigga would have been so much colder out the gate. I agree with that you. There. I think I think so, but you know, you're just a you're just a chess piece. Get the fuck out of here! Like that shit is crazy. <laughs> yeah, and speaking of LeBron, I think um, we're not going to get far off into the Lakers, but we do have to address <laughs> the epic collapse. Um, oh, damn, bro! Like it finally caught up to him, man. All, you know, all that one to play with a bunch of savvy vets and all that, bro. Like it finally caught up to the Lakers, show, man. Like. Uh, uh. Yeah, and I, hate, I don't know. I hate oh, the fact that Russ got caught in the crossfire, all this nonsense, bro. Facts. And, you know, I just fact. like I know everybody would they quit. The easiest thing is to be like, oh man, well, Russ sucked, you know, the schemes, schemes. I'm like, bro, I don't even think it was necessarily that. I just think it was a four situation where some bad personnel moves was made. Certain guys they really needed to be healthy wasn't healthy, aka Kendrick Nunn. You know, like yeah. they they really could have used that dude out there. You know, um, I think Frank Vogel feeling the heat. You know, with them sliding as bad as they were sliding, for him to be a defensive coach with as poor as they looked, I mean, they really didn't give him the roster to do what he likes to do defensively as a coach. And then it was like it was like a domino effect. You took away his best asset. He's already historically been a bad coach from the offensive mindset standpoint. You know, now now you compromise his strength, you know, which is defense, and add on a alienation of Russell Westbrook, and I think the the results are what they are. Facts. I don't know if you remember. I feel like Nostradamus again in this time. (laughs) Because I'm a Lakers fan, and I know that's shocking to anybody because of the last couple years. Mm. I've had to – retire my Lakers card. But nah, man, this is the example of exactly why I didn't want that shit, bro. Like, LeBron, go somewhere else with this shit, bro. Not, I don't want to sound like a hater, bro, but it's a shit show. And it's always going to be a shit show surrounding this type of shit. I feel like I got sympathy for Russ again because this niggas in this can find ass box. You know what I mean? Even when LeBron ain't on the court, like, you just got to play that nigga style basketball. But Russ is a fucking loose cannon, bro. You got to let that nigga be a loose cannon. His decision-making is terrible. I thought LeBron was going, like, rein in his decision-making, but nah, them mm-hmm. niggas put this nigga on the leash pretty much. Yeah. And it was, like, a weird leash because at the same time, they like, you got to fucking produce, nigga. And he's mm-hmm. like... But this is weird. I don't. I'm not used to this shit. And then the media in LA, bro, mm-hmm. they just killing this nigga. And I have sympathy for him there too, bro. When he was saying like, "My son's proud of his name." That Westbrook shit got to fucking stop. That's mm-hmm. real. That's mm-hmm. real. No doubt. So, man, yeah, it was just a trash situation. But overall, mm-hmm. uh, I seen <laughs> it. I seen it coming, bro. <laughs> Even after the championship, like you still felt that this was inevitable or something. I felt like the championship was a fluke. Oh, don't don't do that, bro. Don't do that. <laughs> yeah, don't do, bro. Don't do that, man. Oh no, nah, it's like it was just a situation. He uh, killed me, Smalls. I'm let you guys, I'm gonna let you out of floor though, man. I know this is your team and your theory, bro. I'm gonna let you out of floor. I felt like it was a fluke, bro. <laughs> I'm oh, man. I, I can't. I, nah, man. I, I can't. Uh, everybody had the same him even opportunity in the bubble. I get it. Nah, teams were hurt. It was a pandemic. That's what it, it was. I that's why it. I feel like it was a fluke because the whole time, all we kept saying was LeBron been dominating like this on the East. He been dominating like this on the East. Then he went to the West, and then the West crumbles that season. Mm-hmm. Oh, come on, man. The crumbled? Crumbled, bro. 
It is not his fault that the Clippers missed their date with Destiny because they couldn't take care of the Nuggets. That ain't LeBron's fault, bro. That's not his fault. I'm talking about like Lakers I out. I know. I mean, Lakers wow, I'm tripping. Warriors, Warriors, Warriors out. Yeah, that type yeah, shit. Man, like man. all the all the obstacles that you would think would make that shit epic if he did win weren't yeah. really there. Yeah, I mean, but the same could be said for when he first got there. You know, like he got hurt and they couldn't make the playoffs. You know when he did, the, you know that first year nah. out there when they were young, he, he, he got hurt. He did them young boys bad, and he quit on them niggas. Frost, we not gonna reshape history. We are not gonna dismiss the fact that they were fourth in the West before that man got hurt. We are not gonna sit there and do that. I That's won't allow cool. It. That's cool. But after that, bro, like yeah, after All Star break, this nigga quit on them niggas. He wasn't healthy, bro. Come on, bro. He was not. How do you explain him? Taking that, you know, like not it's a growing injury, bro. That those don't go away overnight. You can rest it, ice right. it, and all that, bro. Growing I'm, injuries don't go away overnight. At what point in the season are you talking about the growing injury? Is that I'm, like I'm talking about when he came back, he missed the 19 games and he came back and they were like outside, they were like fighting to even like try to hang on and stay in contention. And you know what I mean? Like, that's a lot of time to miss. Was that the in the same? Mm, go ahead. <laughs> My bad. Was that the same time period where Kyle Kuzma pushed his nigga in the back to go that play came to it. That, that was after That was after they was pretty much eliminated from contention, bro. I'll give you that. I'll give you that, Frost, bro. all I'm saying is when mm-hmm. you see the outcome mm-hmm. and you see what led up to the outcome, it kind of is crazy. Like, he I, I'm not just, I'm young not boys. Then he shipped them out the next season. That's crazy. Oh Come on. Bro, but bro, come on, man. They all weren't even Lonzo wasn't even comfortable being there before LeBron got there, bro. We're not we're not gonna just sit here and dismiss some of these things. We're not gonna act like Brandon Ingram wasn't, you know what I'm saying? Like he wasn't already like he didn't give him from, a chance. Bro, come on, man. Brandon Ingram even admitted he wasn't comfortable even before LeBron got there, that he wasn't comfortable playing out there in Los Angeles, bro. The spotlight was too big. You know, Lonzo had the big ass target on his back. Like, come on, imagine this, bro. You got that's you got, his dad. His dad creating that. Then you got LeBron coming right after that, bro. That's a lot to deal with. I think his production up until he got hurt this season proved that if he's in the right situation, Lonzo is still a damn good pro player, bro. And I, was, that's and I sincerely hope this knee injury doesn't hold him back for the long haul, man. But that's facts. You know, um, same thing with Brandon Ingram. You know, Zion goes down. He go he goes ape shit this particular season. And next thing you know, the Pelicans are you know. They're in a playoff run, and I think, and I think, and I think I'm going to hope, I'm going to hope it was enough to entice Mr. Zion Williamson to don't try to run off and go play in New York, bro. You got a good situation now. You have a good situation down there with the Pelicans, bro. You know, stick with it. You got a good coach. You got good guys around you. You got all stars. You got vets. Make it work, bro. Just step in and make it work. Be who you're supposed to be. Um. But that's in, real, you know. But it's in regards to like the the fluke situation with LeBron. I'm not. I'm not gonna say that. I mean, yes, I know some teams were down, but that's every year. There's going to be somebody that's down. Same way we could say like, hey, Miami shouldn't have got there. The Nets, the Nets weren't effective because KD was out. You know, yeah. um, you know, and then Kyrie and don't give me shit. And that was the thing. That it's coming. Was it's coming. Ass. It's coming. It, it was. I mean, it was, but hey, well, I mean, it kind of was, but. And you can't blame LeBron for that. All I'm saying is I don't put a lot of stock in that. Fair enough. I like that. And I like that's a better choice of words versus fluke, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know how we talk, though. Instead no, of saying I didn't rock with it, you say it's trash. You know what I'm saying? I get what you're so saying, just, bro. Just, that's just the extreme. Just, just <laughs> Fluke's a big extreme. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to you know, sit here and act like the Clippers really wasn't the biggest disappointment in that, uh, that bubble. Oh, time. for sure. Cool. For sure. For Good sure. Lord. It's been ABB sure. out for the Clippers since then. <laughs> Dog, oh man! <laughs> but now, nah, one thing for sure about this little tangent we just had is <laughs> LeBron is not for nurturing young talent. That I, we can, I, we I gotta think, agree I on think, that. Oh, we're absolutely that. But here's the thing: he's got <laughs> he's got no choice now because he's not he's not what he used to be. So he's got, he's got no choice now. He's gonna have to embrace younger legs and younger talent because going with these old vets ain't gonna get it done no more. You know what I'm saying? All I'm gonna, last thing I'm going to say is I would hate <clears> to see Steph's trajectory. I'll just fuck that whole word up. His trajectory in the league if he had got drafted to a team LeBron was on. 
Cause he would have got sent to Siberia and shit. Oh, it's like, man. God. <laughs> we are not going to do this, bro. What my man said, Black Panthers. We will not have it, though. <laughs> bro. That nigga <sighs> Steph would have been in the G League trying to work oh, himself back. Goodness. Like, chill. Bro, I would have traded that nigga for Andrew Bogut or some shit. Oh, God. Stop this, man. The jump shot alone would have kept him in the league. Unlike <laughs> most of LeBron's teammates historically, he came in with the Draco at his side, bro. He came in with the clasp. That's, that's fact. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That dude was a better shooter than anybody LeBron ever played with. Sorry, Ray Allen in Miami, but I'm just saying. <laughs> Real shit. You know, but anywho. <laughs> you got off in a super tangent. Right, that's that's good. This is good though, man. This is like riding the bike, man. You know, we, we back like we never left, man. I love it. Facts. Man, but um, I think we're gonna go ahead and switch these gears up real quick, man. Obviously, it was a beautiful end to the season and all that, man. Um, before we get off into the big elephant in the room, I want to talk about some of these moves that's went down with free agency so far. So obviously, end of the season, a lot of places and teams weren't happy with where they at it was some big shakeups that had to take place but um i'm gonna start with the dallas mavericks man i i really feel some type of way about how this whole jalen brunson thing has developed bro because the mavericks they just they were such a big surprise this season you know what i'm saying like them come like getting to the uh the you know western conference finals and um you know, being like right there and, you know, on the cusp of possibly being able to make some noise and upset some teams. I mean, obviously, they put the Phoenix Suns out there in misery, which is another story for another day. But um, <laughs> the fact that, bro, Jalen Brunson goes off in the playoffs. Shout out to my boy Jalen Brunson, Villanova. You know what I'm saying? Nova boys in the house. Um, but, bro, he, he goes off this postseason. And it was, bro, they were talking about it before they even got eliminated. That this dude was on his way to New York. I'm like, how is this not tampering? They hired his dad as an assistant coach. How is this not tampering? Before the, the dead, like, you know, before the six o'clock joint popped off on um on the day before, what was it, on the 30th, they were already talking about the structure of the deal. I'm like, how is this not tampering? How, Sway? This, this, bro, yeah. is his. His agent is the son of Leon Rose, who's the president of basketball operations with the Knicks. How is this not tampering? Make it make That's sense, insane. bro. Make it make sense. Bro. There's no way to make it make sense, <laughs> especially since players in the past have just tweeted little shits and they call that tampering. Mm-hmm. Like that shit is crazy. Mm-hmm. This might be the most like this might be the most like footloose offseason I've seen, bro. Between like. You know what I'm saying? Dame putting up the one joint with KD. And, you know, I'm just like, I'm like, man, what is going on with this stuff this offseason, bro? The NBA just said, we don't care, bro. The tampering office is closed for the rest of the year. (laughs) They need that shit. Make this shit interesting. Mm -hmm. It's WWE now. Yeah, bro. It's wild. It's, it's, It's past wild. And don't even get me started on the WWE side note. I know this is a pro basketball podcast, but Vince McMahon paid $16 million to four different women over the years for to keep quiet about infidelity and scandals. Oh, man. Hey, Oof. got one word response to that get, shit. Go ahead, go ahead. Gangsta. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to follow up with that like boast. <laughs> yeah, Stone Cold Pimp right there, bro. I don't get it, bro. Like, I guess when you at the top, bro, you got to pay the cost to be the boss. I, 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 I guess, man. But, uh, whoo, it's crazy. That nigga resigned. He resigned oh, yeah. and then went in the crib and started playing his theme music. <laughs> no chance. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to throw rocks at the sun, nigga. Oh man, it's crazy. Right when he resigned, I said something's about to come out that's like epic. And when I saw that headline today, I was like, "Good God Almighty!" Wow. Yep. But anywho, untouchable. <laughs> definitely, definitely. <laughs> so you think you're untouchable, <laughs> bro? Oh man, don't get me started, man. Well, I don't know where we'll get to a wrestling podcast, but we will chime in about subjects like that. <laughs> 
If we did, bro, it had to be throwback because I can't watch this new shit. Bro. Yeah, it's not the same. It's not the same, man. It's, it's, it's watered down. It ain't even PG rated. It's G rated, man. It's all warm and fuzzies, and I can't bro. do it. I will check out the AEW because I love the fact that I could hear, you know what I'm saying, JR, Tony Schiavone, the dream team, broadcast <laughs> team from yesteryear. I love, I love hearing them cats, man. You know what I'm saying? But other than that, I can't rock with the WWE where it's at right now. It's too watered down. Facts. So water down. I like my vodka strong, not watered down. <laughs> For real, yes, sir. But man, so what the offseason acquisitions, bro? Um, what is your take on the Rudy Gobert trade? He goes to Minnesota for like a multitude of first rounders, Pat Bev, a couple other role players. Man, like, what's your thoughts about the move from Rudy Gobert? You know, effectively signaling the end of the Jazz as we knew it. And um, now going to be, I guess, a Twin Towers situation in Minnesota? What's your thoughts on that move? Um, I'm not mad at it, especially since Cat. you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. He's not the traditional center. So now Gobert can just play in the block, Mm -hmm. hold down the paint, Mm -hmm. especially as an addition to go with Anthony Edwards because I know we we had to get into this, them standout, Young boys from the playoffs last year. Salute Anthony Edwards. Salute Ja Morant, bro. I'm geek for the future. And, of course, Luca. But for some reason, Luca seems like an old nigga to me. I don't know why. Niggas he plays. Look, look old, plays old. <laughs> Speed is old. Moves are old. But, it's bro. but, yeah, man, the future is bright for the NBA. So, I'm geek to see that they're making mm-hmm. moves to capitalize on it. You know what I mean? Because right. they never did this. Back in the day when they had KG. Oh, like, God. No, nah, they were. They would have just wasted. Yeah, they'd have just, you know, found a way to get caught trying to make a backdoor deal with Joe Smith, who. <laughs> yeah, don't, don't, don't remind me, bro. Like that, that just triggered. Uh, that just triggered my PTSD from back then, bro. Like, oh, my God. It's crazy. Uh, anyway. I think it's a dope move, though. And they still got D'Angelo Russell. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I, I like it on paper. I'm not a fan of what all they gave up to get him, but um, I get it. I mean, they're and I love the fact that they're now trying to protect their asset with Carl Anthony Towns because, like you said, I, I think I agree with you about him not being a traditional five necessarily. I hated the fact that he's out there trying to bang with guys like Joel Embiid. I just I just have always viewed him as more of a four than a traditional five. Like I know he can play the five, mm-hmm. but I just know when at least a few times you got to deal with legit bigs, bro, it's almost like costing him because he's not the most savvy as far as defense goes. And um, I think bringing in Rudy Gobert is going to help out tremendously on that front. I just don't know if they're going to be able to be effective enough to make the Twin Towers thing work. I know it's a different style versus like how it was last when we saw it with um, Marcus Saul and Zach Randolph or even going back to Powell Gasol and um Andrew Bynum as far as like you know an effective front court like that um I just don't know I don't know I gotta see it because I know as good as it's gonna help them offense you know defensively it's gonna limit them even further offensively because Gobert can't give you squad on offense I mean facts I mean, other than putbacks right and shit like put that. back lob you know lob thread put back dunk here but the fact that I'm still mad at this dude at the fact when Chris Paul was guarding him, man, he it's like he had no post move to go to to get. I'm like, bro, you're seven one. Chris Paul's That's five eleven, six feet, bro. What what the hell? You supposed to turn and That's hook insane. over this guy? Facts, you know, drop step some, bro. But um, some with him at least he's low maintenance on offense at the same time. Also true. So I feel like it's gonna be dope because then. When you those last examples you gave with Twin Towers, all those was like po- both of them was post niggas. Mm-hmm. So with this, Go- Gobert got us kicking in the post to get an offensive board, mm-hmm. and um, Cat can try to be the greatest big man shooter as he self proclaimed himself. But he did win a three point contest this season. You know what I'm saying? But he did. Yeah, he did. He did. I mean. He he can make a case at least, but you got you got to hit the, you got to hit them when they count. You know, let let's let's get past the playing tournament first before we start. You know, making those kind of claims. You know, <laughs> God, them celebrating after the first round or the <laughs> yeah, bro. Like getting after getting in the getting into the playoffs only to get dusted by the Grizz. But you know, that's another story yeah. for another day. <laughs> but um, 
Yeah, man, definitely. Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm with the trade. Um, to I'm definitely, I'm, I'm very curious to see what's gonna happen, man. Because Anthony Edwards is like one of those slow cooking, like top overall picks, man. It's like slowly coming into his own as he's gaining confidence, man. Like I love bro. this kid's confidence that he's playing with now. Bro. Insane, man. Because you already know, at first glance, he'll get you with the posters, the oh, crazy words. But, dog, he was killing him with game winners, mm-hmm. all that. Like, his game is crazy. His handles are nice. I like this. I like the future, bro. Yeah, man. I was skeptical at first, man, because I thought he was a little anemic. But this past season just shows how much, how dedicated he is to his craft and continuing to take those strides and, you know, put in the work and take those, continue to take those steps, man. I'm definitely impressed with this dude. I'm excited to see. Uh, where he can go and uh, shout out to him also in that movie Hustle on Netflix, man. I I finally watched that the other day and I was thoroughly impressed with his acting performance. Even though I think I ain't gonna spoil it for anybody. Go watch the movie. Go watch the movie. <laughs> I was definitely about to drop a major spoiler, man. Getting into it, but if you haven't seen it, go watch it, man. Shout out to Adam Sandler and Queen Latifah and LeBron James, man, for putting that together, man. Damn good movie. Definitely worth seeing it on Netflix, whether you're a basketball fan or not. Damn good storyline. That's what's up. Yes, sir. I'm going to have to check it, man. I keep hearing a lot of good things. It's worth it, bro. Worth it. I just haven't got around to mm-hmm. it. Yeah, I mean, as a, I mean, for me, I ain't going to lie to you, bro. It might it might have cracked my top five favorite basketball movies ever. I'm not going to lie to you. Woo! Oh, yeah. I definitely got to check this and, out. You know, and, the, and you're talking like cut the company, a, you know, a butter rim, and he got game, and, you know, that kind of blue, blue chips. chips, bro. You're talking about those cow Hoosiers. That caliber, white man can't jump. Like it's, in my opinion, it's in that caliber, of, you know, of, of good basketball movies to watch. You know, that's fire. And it's, it's hard, folks. So you saying, mm-hmm. so you saying they knock Jawana man out the conversation? I, no, I'm not good. Well, <laughs> before, sorry, sorry, ladies out there. I know y'all gonna probably give me bail for this, but it might have knocked love and basketball out the equation for out the top five for me. Oh, sick. Oh, I'm just saying it. it you know, I mean, I understand, you know, that that's, you know, in our community, that's a strong one. But, you know, I just want to knock that it one is. out for me, you know. So, hold on. Just so I'm understanding you, you saying love love and basketball knock Juwan Man out the top? No, man. I say hustle knock <laughs> Juwan Man. I, I don't even think I ever finished Juwan Man. I ain't going to lie to you. <laughs> oh, my God, bro. I just, I couldn't. What if somebody literally had that shit as their best basketball movie? <laughs> I'm going to say that I'm, I'm going to say they have a different agenda that ain't about basketball. That's what I'm going to say. Because <laughs> the little bit I tried to stomach of it, that movie was not good. But another conversation for another change. Trash. <laughs> uh, definitely not. Uh, definitely not Vivica Fox's uh, best moment when it came to movies, you know. But it could have yeah. been worse. It could have been like Holly Berry and Catwoman. You know, it could have been that bad. But you know. That's your toilet flush on where? <laughs> Damn. Oh, man. Too damn funny, boy. We got to get this back on track. Young Stars, man, has showed out this season, man. I think the biggest one out the bunch, man, has got to be the young boy, John Morant, man. Like, oh. got the Grizzlies looking like. They're, they're, I'm not, I don't even know if I can say that they're coming, bro. They are there. You know, I think one or two more pieces keep retooling. Those guys get better, bro. Like, look out for the Grizzlies, man. It's crazy to me, too, bro, mm-hmm. because it's it's damn near identical to Iverson 76ers mm-hmm. and 2000 type shit. Because mm-hmm. he don't got too many notable backup. Like, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Jared, Jared Jackson Jr. Solid, is a beast. Yep. But... Mm-hmm. Is he all star level like John Morant, bro? Not yet. On his way, gotta see. One, he got he has to stay healthy. I mean, the dude's been battling injuries. It seems like he hasn't played a full season since he's been in the league yet. Um, got to get healthy. I think he's got it in him, uh, especially with his ability to stretch the floor effectively and also help protect the rim. Uh, he's got the potential. Yep. He's got all the tools to do it. It's just a matter of uh, you know get avoiding Anthony Davis's uh, you know st- all the injured uh, list every year. You gotta gotta avoid that. And I hate to take that shot, but I mean, I think he's kind of the poster child of staying injured. But man, bro, 
I'm just saying. And, and that adds to my zero faith for the Lakers, too. Like, <laughs> they just can't stay healthy yeah. and they're getting older. Like, I don't know. That's a bad combo, but we're not, we're off that. Mm-hmm. With the Grizzlies, bro, it's like a combination of them having a super dope leader with all the confidence in the mm-hmm. world and it like passes off to them. And then it's like they just got the perfect band of players and they all buying in. Mm-hmm. So like, yeah, bro, I'm I'm geeked to watch what's what's coming for them too. No doubt, man. Definitely got a lot of young pieces. I mean, you got the Dylan Brookses of the world. You got my boy uh Desmond Bain, you know. <laughs> Definitely uh he wasn't yeah. um how, how can I put this? <laughs> He hasn't merely adopted the dog. He was born in it, molded <laughs> by it. <laughs> but man, I'll just do quoting that movie to Janine. He was like, "Leave, I'm in charge." He was like, "Do you feel in charge?" <laughs> that shit was fire, bro. <laughs> man, don't get me started, bro. I paid you. Uh, I paid you a small fortune. He was like, this gives you power <laughs> Like, that nigga's a He's beast. a beast, bro. I ain't gonna lie to you. Every time I be uh, be schooling the young cats and I be running into the 2K, bro, they be getting off their, their, uh, their little cheesiness that they learned on YouTube for a hot second. But when I take it away in the fourth quarter, I'll be like, you fight like young men with nothing held back. Admirable but mistaken. <laughs> Oh my god. Be killing these cats, man. It's, you know, when you become an older video gamer, man, you got you can't you can't keep up with the you know what I'm saying reflexes to slow down a little bit, man. So you got to be on your Ali stuff and start out smarting these cats, man. You know, let them get away with their shenanigans and then take it away when it counts. You know, or Robodope, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. And uh to wrap it up with the young cats, man, even though technically he didn't play this season. But I've seen the work so far this offseason. Zion Williamson, man, in the previews and the commercials, done slimmed down a little bit. Look at looking looking a little lighter on his feet. Probably down from well, at one point he was probably pushing about 330 this season. One of them games I saw him, but you know, out there in warm-ups. But um I think I, based on what I'm seeing, bro, I'm gonna take a flyer and say Zion's probably down to about a good 260, 265, man, and he's just looking ridiculous, bro. He's he's back to looking like Wedge from Class Act again. You know what I'm saying? That's crazy. <laughs> man, one thing I will say, bro, mm-hmm. is I just – I don't like them narratives, dog. Yeah. And he did – he he blew up, but that was, like, after everybody was, like, putting that yeah. out there. And that was the only narrative they talking mm-hmm. about, like, is he too heavy? Can he can he sustain this with his weight and all yeah. this shit? So this picture, like nigga, a nigga like me, bro, my weight fluctuates, mm-hmm. and I'm a regular ass nigga, bro. Just picture that in front of the world, no uh, doubt. That'd be and crazy. He's a young guy too. So mm-hmm. I just that just makes me fall back into not rocking with these narratives the media mm-hmm. creates, bro. And they just they just like. Stab that shit into the brains of these goofy ass niggas mm-hmm. that love that shit. No doubt about it, man. I, mean, I can't stand that. No shit. doubt, but that's what that's what our podcast is for, man. We're here to highlight it, dispel it, and call things for what it really is, man. I mean, it's it's obvious that he had put on a little bit of weight, but just for them to exploit it, we've all known since he got into the league, the question mark was going to be at his size. Will he be able to maintain that style of play and will it translate? But for them to just constantly keep shitting on him, man, like when he's already trying to come back from a foot injury, I'm just like, come on, y'all. Y'all gotta let this kid live, man. But um, but I love I love my watch actually watched his um press conference the other day after he just signed the the Big Max extension, the Supermax. Um, outside of that goofy personality is, I mean, this dude's a true like a true goofball, man, but I rock with it though. He um is. outside of that, I love the fact that he was savvy enough, man, not to fall into those crazy questions, those reporters. We're asking, you know, about, you know, does he think that he's going to be able to mesh well coming back after the success that these guys had in the playoffs this year? I'm like, what kind of question is that, bro? That's such a reach. That's all they want. That's such a reach. That's all they want. You know, like, they're going to make it work. He signed the extension, obviously. You know, he's he's up there. He's up there with the team. He's with, you know, he's he's buying in. And like he said it himself, you know, when he saw, like, how the team bought into a Willie Green was putting them through and you know delivering on he said you felt you felt that man and i i believe him i know there's a lot of talk about him you know wanting to head to new york and it was an elbow and i think i'm even on the record for suggesting at least at that point in time you know when it looked like he was disengaged 
that he probably had his mind on New York. Um, I definitely saw him around the team during playoff time. And like I said, I see the results in the promo that he put out. He's putting in the work, man, and I'm excited uh, to see what he can do next year, man. I'm hoping that, you know, he can silence the critics of people now saying that John Moran might have been the best player in his class, but we got to see. We got to see. Hey, man, regardless if he is healthy or not, that would have been a toss-up, and that's not disrespect to right. him. That's you know no what I mean? That's just right. how talented that nigga mm-hmm. is. But, um, again, man, I just want to – say that that painting the narratives i don't even know when that shift happened in media bro media used to just report on what was no doubt but now in the last like 20 years Mm -hmm. they want to make they want to make the story they want to put that seed of doubt into these players heads to where Mm -hmm. that it just becomes a thing in the locker room and it's like see we said we reported on this like bro you the only one talking about this trash shit yeah and i think like let us just play basketball. I think it's I think it's a I mean I think it's been around for a while, but I think it's more evident now in the age of social media. Like now that you got outlets yeah. like people that don't wanna feel like they gotta tune in to ESPN every day or FS1, they could tune into something like our podcast and get just exactly what they need to stay on top of stuff. And I feel like they're getting like an overly biased, you know, take on stuff. You know what I mean? Or like a painted narrative. You know, we're we're calling it how we see it. Yeah. You know, and that's just what it is. You know, it's not these shifty narratives, you know, and all that nonsense. But um, I think it's just a product of them trying to find ways to stay relevant, to stay with the within the range of being able to put out a quality product. I think that's honestly what it is. Because we all know the number one thing that sells in America is controversy. Hot takes, cloud chase, mm-hmm. and all that. That's what sells these days. And in the world, in an oversaturated media market, it's it's almost like you got to come up with the most craziest outlandish take or narrative in order to maintain that fan base or to get to get the advantage over the rest of the field, man. That's why I always say, like, every time I hear something outlandish, I'll be like, I'll take Cloud Chaser for 500 Alex. You know what but, I mean? Because that's exactly what man. it is. It's Cloud Chasing. It's insane, mm-hmm. bro. It's insane. I understand you got a job to do, but mm-hmm. bro, even to the point of not even switching it up, you just report on the same thing all day, every day, <laughs> shitting on one person all yeah. day, every day. It's like, what is good, that's bro? Why. Like, you got to fight him when you see yeah, him right. now. That's that's why he might not be the most like like NBA uh, analyst out there these days, man, but that's why I rock with Kendrick Perkins, man. My boy's quick to walk off the set on ESPN when they keep talking about some oversaturated subject. They, I know I've counted them two Man. times in the last two months. Your boy to walked off with them talking about the Lakers, and clearly we're in the middle of the finals. Like, why are we talking about the Lakers still? Like, oh, shoot. I respect I, – I got a little bit of respect for Kendrick, mm-hmm. man, but – that nigga proved to me he was who I thought he was, like Draymond said, bro. <laughs> when he said that shit about LeBron, bro, that's some hoe yeah, ass shit. Yeah, and that, and, and, and then he want to try to respond with toughness, like, bro, why wouldn't you tough and just try to face LeBron with your best capabilities? You gonna pray for his downfall, bro? Yeah, I mean that's he wasn't his draft class. What can you say, man? He came in the same time he did, so you know, I might feel some type of way, but. Glory, well, not glory. Karma always has his day because he did end his career pretty much being a bench warmer for a LeBron championship team. You know, facts. It's crazy how shit comes back yep. around. No doubt about it. No doubts about it. All right, man. So I think it's time for us to address the big elephant in the room at this point. And um, <laughs> I know we talked about the Warriors, you know, the Lakers, and we'll get to the Celtics on another episode and. Some other, you know, the Miamis and the the Milwaukee's of the world, but I think it's time to address the 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 big elephant in the room, and that is the collapse of the Brooklyn Nets. Now, before we get off into what has taken place recently, I just want everybody to give me my peas and my flowers for calling this mess out the gate. I said if one of them got hurt or if somebody wanted out, it was going to be over and they were going to look foolish for forking over their future just to get James Harden. Only to only get, uh, uh, what, one full season out of this dude before he wanted out again? And then for Kyrie to be at the source of this team's, like, 
this their current state of affairs, man. Like I I I called it, and all I'm gonna say is now just imagine you had a playoff contender before with all the young guys when you had D'Angelo Russell, Spencer Dinwiddie, Jared Allen, Karis LeVert, Torian Prince, draft picks, and a damn good coach of Kenny Atkinson. And now you got a mess on your hands. You got off you got two guys that won out pretty much or that are willing to play together but still won out. You know, a coach that, you know, that as an inexperienced head coach and Ben Simmons. That's what you got as a result of all this. It's you. You definitely had your suspicions. Mm-hmm. Definitely had my suspicions about it, man, for a grip. And I just for me, it's as much as I take joy in ranting about it. It's also sad at the same time, because when I, I just I, I hate the fact that what they had before they signed Kyrie and Kevin Durant was like, like it was like the watching the Warriors develop and build a team all over again, bro. And this is going all the way back to when they got fleeced on that, um, that Boston Celtics deal before for them to emerge from that mm-hmm. with a, like a legit contender on that shorter time frame, bro, taking a chance on a guy like D'Angelo Russell and developing the all-star out of him, bro. It's like, damn, bro. Like you sacrificed all that for what? For what? For a second round exit at best? Seven games out of a trio that you wow. built, you put together? They only played together for seven games, bro. Seven games. That's it. That's crazy. That's for, what, for what one people were saying was supposed to be the best offense in history. You know what I'm saying? Like, this team was supposed to put what we saw out of the Warriors or Michael Jordan and the Bulls or Showtime Lakers or Whoever you want to bring, it was supposed to put all that to shame with three unstoppable ISO scores, bro. And this is what we got as a result of it. We got, we don't know what we got out of Kyrie Irving right now, man. We don't know if he wants to, where he wants to play at. It sounds like everything's pointing towards Los Angeles. I don't know what. And Kevin Durant's been gone zero dark 30. He, I know he claims he wants to play in either Miami or Phoenix, but he knows damn well none of those trades are going to happen unless they get a, a third and possibly even a fourth team involved. But, I know I'm rambling, bro. What's your take on the Nets, bro, and the demise of the Nets? Man, so I was actually the opposite of you in this situation. I had high hopes for these niggas. I actually built this team that was damn near the same, like on some fantasy shit Mm -hmm. on 2K. So when it happened, I was Mm -hmm. geeked. I was like, Mm -hmm. bro, it's over. And then the glimpses we Mm -hmm. saw at each stage. Like the glimpses of uh, Kyrie and KD together mm-hmm. the first time. It's like, oh my gosh, bro. Like this is mm-hmm. cheating. Then James Harden came and we saw glimpses of all three of them together. And it's like, this is super cheating. But it lasted for one game, two games here. Like that shit is ass, bro. I don't understand what happened, bro. And why, why these niggas would do this. Mm-hmm. All individually, like, decide to ruin this team. It's crazy. Like, I cannot wrap my mind around it because the future, the future consequences. Like, bro, all this did was show that the the, um, owners need to come together and take some of this power back from the players, bro. Mm-hmm. It's like, bro, y'all are moving so fucking stupid mm-hmm. right now. And there's no rhyme or reason. You're just doing whatever the fuck you want just because it's cool. And you you still going to get paid at mm-hmm. the end of the day. That's fucking crazy. Mm-hmm. Then you have all that. All I've covered so far is up to the James Harden situation. With all that, they trade this nigga for another mm-hmm. nigga. That hasn't played at all and still wants his mm-hmm. paycheck. This shit is insane to me, bro. <laughs> this shit is insane to me. Cause there's so many aspects. Like, oh, dog. <laughs> I want to shoot Kyrie some bell for the mandate. Like, if he didn't, if he didn't feel comfortable getting a mm-hmm. vaccine, like you nobody should have to force you okay. to do that. So I want to shoot yep. him some bell there. Then the media definitely played their role again. I know I'm shooting a lot of shots at the media. They played a, they played at least one third of the role True. in this shit, because 
everything they were saying seeped into the organization mm-hmm. for sure. I will say this. KD gets the least of the blame to me. Mm-hmm. Cause he actually was out on the floor, bro. He was actually putting up numbers. He's actually trying. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? He got injured here and there, but he was actually trying, bro. James Harden's a piece of shit in this situation. I, <laughs> I was a I was a super James Harden Uh-oh. fan before this. <laughs> Ooh, I was a super James Harden boy, fan before, before this, bro. Before we did our break, what happened, boy? Because you was James Harden, rah, 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 but too. Now. No. <laughs> nah, man. I was a super James Harden fan. I felt like this nigga created a move. That shit was crazy when they first, everybody calling travel. I'm like, nigga, they ain't calling to travel. They ain't no travel. And then niggas started jacking the move. Luka Doncic travels every time in, too. He does that shit all the time. That's what I'm saying. This nigga like invented a move, bro. Do you know how crazy that is? The basketball has existed for a hundred years. Like, <laughs> so I was a super fan. Then this nigga just gave up, bro. Like, you force your way out of two teams in one season, damn near. That's I'm gonna play crazy. Devil's advocate for a hot sixteen, but can you blame him, bro? Because they, they, the Nets as a franchise, as a franchise, initially said we can't tolerate a guy. You know, we can't tolerate players that are playing on a part-time basis. Can't do it. James Harden, you know, he's out here, you know, doing his thing, carrying the team. Kevin Durant's out. Kyrie's out by choice. Granted, I got respect the decision not to get the vaccine. You know, with it being forced, I respect that. But he's still technically, you're still out by choice. Because just as quick as you want to say that, your other teammates also got the vaccine, too. And a lot of other guys in the league got the vaccine, too. You know, Andrew Wiggins was firmly against doing it, but he eventually came around and and did it as well. You know what I mean? Like, I I totally respect it. It's one of those double-edged swords, like, you're damned if you do and damned if you don't. I respect it, but at the same time, your teammates did it, bro. Like, come on, like... If you all in this for the team or you all in it for yourself, I mean, you have to ask that question, you know, whether it's right or wrong, man. It's like I say, it's just one of those polarizing issues in general. But nonetheless, James Harden's out here. He's he's playing as many games as he can. And mind you, you can still still tell he's still not healthy coming off that hamstring injury from last year. You can still tell that. I don't know what the hell he's doing in the offseason or just not taking care of his body or what. Still not healthy. Kevin Durant misses a significant amount of time, you know, due to injury and Kyrie's out, bro. He's carrying the team. And I'm looking at him. I'm like, bro, what happened? He was, so he came here to be a part of a, you know, a juggernaut, you know, and it's like, he's out there by his damn self. He's out there with Blake Griffin, Patty Mills, and, you know, a bunch of like, you know, no name cats, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, I, I get it. I hate the way that he did things. But I don't know if there's any truth to, you know, Kyrie coming into a practice and busting his chops and, you know, probably talking trash to him after. I don't know if that story is true or not. That's what I heard, though. They definitely had some type of behind Right. Something thing. happened between those two. And I think because of the fact that Harden probably thought that him and KD were still tied from their days in OKC that, you know, he chose Kyrie over him. So, so something definitely happened. Because as, as this thing develops, we're still hearing more and more stories come out, even the whole incident in March, you know, where Steve Nash had the team over to his crib. And um, <laughs> and this is so disrespectful, bro. <laughs> allegedly, nah, allegedly, man. Steve Nash hosts a dinner. They invite the team over, you know, and uh, Kyrie asks if he can see uh, Kobe's MVP trophies. Going back to when Nash won his MVPs, when Caulfield clearly yeah. felt Kobe should have got those MVP trophies. You know I know what you're talking about. Because I Cause agree I, with you. I'm just saying that for those that don't know exactly what I'm referring to and how, how blatantly yeah, yeah, disrespectful yeah, yeah. this is. <laughs> it's at the same time. Nah, bro. It, it all depends how he said it. If he said, hey, man, can I see Kobe's MVPs? And Steve Nash chuckled, and then he looked back at Kari and his face was stone. That's disrespect. That's disrespect because he's dead ass. But if they like, if he said it and they shared a laugh, and then Steve Nash was secretly, secretly butthurt about that shit, that's different. All I'm going to say is this joking or not, you're in that man's home. You're in that man's house, bro. Kobe's 
Them is Kobe, bro. I can't change my opinion. I can't, I can't change my opinion because where I am is still it's my in opinion. His house. Hey, Kobe's yeah, trophies yeah, is in your house. I want to see you on the family Bible, bro. Come on, man. Nah, man, that's a reach. Man, you might as well. You might as well said the wife's cooking was trash, bro. Like, come on, man. It depends, oh, man. If the cooking was trash and you like, if it was so trash, you couldn't not say how <laughs> trash it was. I'm just saying, bro. Like that. Uh. Nah, man. I feel Kyrie because he like me in that situation. I wouldn't have been able to live with myself if I was in his house and I knew the MVPs was there. I wouldn't have been able to live with myself, but I didn't say, let me see Kobe's MVPs, bro. I guess he burned some sage in the spirit of the mamba, but it got to him. I guess that's what it was. I don't know, bro. Dog. You just got to oh, keep it real sometimes. Yeah, keeping it real goes wrong. Is this the cost of the whole damn season, bro? God. I came with this dude, bro. bro. Like, oh, Kyrie is so polarizing, but, bro. Oh, That's man. so funny, bro. But one thing I want to add to the James mm-hmm. Harden situation. So I feel you. I low, That low-key slipped my mind. He did mm-hmm. hold him down. But then it's like you know what's coming over the horizon when everybody's healthy and his mandate mm-hmm. shit passes. So he didn't have no patience for that. He goes to the 76ers. And then, again, we see that flash of what they mm-hmm. could be. Everybody's going mm-hmm. crazy. And then it just drops off. This nigga just doesn't give no effort. Like, Bro, when this nigga dunked in the playoffs, I was like, bro, I knew this nigga could still dunk. He just wasn't doing it. Like, what is this? What was that damn floater he always does, bro? He don't even drive to the rim the same. That's why that's that is all accompanied together for why I'm not a I fan mean, of his. They changed the rules this season, though. He ain't getting his foul calls like he used to. Hey man, foul cars and night. There's times this nigga drives and there's no contact. And it's like, what was that, bro? <laughs> what is that? Yeah. Oh, or, or the turnovers, man. bro. Say some of them turnovers in the playoffs this past season was not fucking ridiculous. I'm, hey, I'm not bro. disagreeing with you, bro. Like, don't stretch any imagination, man. I definitely think that. You got a legit argument there. I'm not I'm not gonna disagree with you. It's just hilarious to me, man. The whole this the just the whole thing, man, like from start to finish. Cause it was people telling me, bro, F them picks that the what the Nets gave up to get this dude. And I'm like, oh that what what, what, what about the, those picks can come in handy right now as they're trying to trade both these guys. I'm just saying, <laughs> man, like they got they got yeah. then they gave up two more first rounders as a part of the trade. <laughs> okay, okay, bro. Oh, crazy. Uh, I, I can't, bro. For Ben Simmons, that, that's the result of it, bro. Who may not even play next season, bro? Who knows, man? We ain't going to play it at all. all. Who who may not never play again? Who may try to Gilbert Arena? Yeah, they may have, it might be the next Luol Ding, bro. You might get the stretch provision. I don't know, bro. They might, bro. they might, they, for Ben Simmons might retire, man. They might be paying him all the way up until 2035. I don't know, bro. I will say this I don't like how little of the blame he's yeah. getting. Yeah. Because yeah. it's like, what the fuck is wrong with you, bro? I look, look, th- This is what my real problem with is overall. Like, the way these niggas are yeah. moving and then the lack of reasoning behind it is crazy. <laughs> it's insane, yeah. bro. Yeah. It's insane. All you got to do is say, I'm not... I don't know, bro. Like, they shook my pride. <laughs> 76ers shook my pride. I don't know if I could go out there on the basketball court again. It's tough. Yeah. Or Kyrie. Like, I don't know, bro. What are you thinking about sometimes? Mm-hmm. I And you try to act mm-hmm. deep, but then it's like, that shit ain't going to – you can't – Talk your way out of this one, Sharif. <laughs> Not Sharif, bro. <laughs> yeah, bro. Man, so frustrating, bro. Pretty much, bro. I, I get it, man. But uh, it's like I think I think the biggest point of it all, bro, is what you highlighted, which is something that I've actually 
have like failed to mention on several occasions when I'm talking about it. And it's the implications that well, what it's going to do when um, the time comes for the next collective bargaining agreement comes around, because they're going to lay, they're going to lay out Facts. this Ben Simmons nonsense, James Harden nonsense, no. and the Kyrie Irving nonsense. Man. And now Kevin Durant, they're going to point to all four of these guys surrounded by these franchises, bro. And be like, y'all want us to like do X, Y, and Z yet. We can't get the maximum, you know, we can't get effort from you got Kawhi Leonard. You know what I mean? They're going to they're going to throw all these examples in there, bro. Yeah. And when they make less money, potentially in this next collective bargaining agreement, they can't look at nobody else but themselves for trying to for trying to Facts. They yeah. fucked it up for the whole mm-hmm. league. Trying to be like LeBron cuz that's where I'll get LeBron mm-hmm. credit. That nigga is the one who gave these he niggas gave the, them power. the power. Right. The way- but at the same time, bro, think about this though. He LeBron operated through free agency. Never demanded Fact. a trade. Never, never, never forced did. the team to effectively blow up their roster and sacrifice their future. Oh, wow. I'm, I'm talking. Hold on, hold on here. Keep up with me here. Keep up with me here. I know you're thinking about the Lakers. I know you're thinking about the Lakers, right? And the Cavs. No, man, we ain't gonna do that, bro. No, they did not. Okay, bro, they gave up. Hold on, they gave up Wiggins, right? So talk to me about Anthony Bennett and Deion Waiters. Oh, you are right. don't do that. <laughs> I'm just don't saying, do that. bro. <laughs> he was come on, I'm just saying, bro. They it wasn't as egregious as giving up Jared Allen. Karis LeVert, Torian yeah. Prince, bro, for James Harden. Stop, no. Not even close. Not even close. But no, we're we're agreeing. <laughs> all I'm saying is, even with all the power mm-hmm. LeBron gained and gave to the league at this point, he still moves mm-hmm. accordingly. Like, there's nothing the team can be like, LeBron, we ain't like how you did this. That nigga is a model yeah. citizen when it model comes to Model citizen, this bro, shows up when, you know, at every... You know, whenever he's if he's healthy enough to play, he's going to play, bro. He's going to give you what he's got. He's not going to be out for personal reasons. You know, be out. You know, try to yeah. you know blame stuff on Ramadan. You know, lie and say, "Oh, I'm out due to you know because of mental break and get caught on IG partying with the family." You know what I'm saying? Like all this nonsense, bro. Like just pure nonsense. Yeah. But you still want your bag. You want your bag in full. But you're not giving maximum effort to your team, bro. Like, I just, as a working guy, bro, I got a big problem with that, man. I just, I got a problem with that. That's facts. Because if I don't show up for work, unless I got PTO, bro, like, if I don't show up to work, I know I'm not getting paid for it. And I wouldn't be mad if I didn't get paid for it. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, I can't get mad. If I I don't have, if I don't show up to work and I don't get paid, you know, or I don't have the, like, proper things, you know, make sure I get paid, I can't get mad like that, like. But that's because you a stand-up yeah. nigga. These niggas is workman, workman's <laughs> comp niggas, bro. Workman's <laughs> comp indeed, boy. Woo, bro. <laughs> and it's fake workman's yeah. comp. It's right. not even real. That this nigga trick. <laughs> it was like my ankle. Or, or James Harden, bro. Like, they said, <laughs> like, hey, shout out to inside the NBA, bro. They had, they, to this day, bro, the one of the biggest Funniest moments for me when I was going through some stuff earlier this year, bro, was that damn All Star Weekend draft, bro. Because when they was they was passing oh, on Harden, man. bro, talking about how he had been on, he was hurt, and uh, you know they they forced him to get drafted last, and then Chuck will sit there and be like, "Oh yeah, he'll be all right. You know he gonna put some icy out on it. He gonna be out there in the next game for Philly." <laughs> <laughs> And for That's once, bro, crazy. they got Kevin Durant's old, you know, like non-stoic, get secure self to finally laugh at something, bro, because he know they was telling the truth. Man, <laughs> that whole process, bro, you can tell he was super tight, bro, and LeBron was just dying <laughs> laughing because LeBron was playing into it. He just kept, like, pushing. He could have drafted Harden way earlier and made Absolutely it not He could have drafted him, bro. <laughs> but he, la- he made it come down to the last pick, and it's like, bro... This nigga Kevin Durant was like Bobby Boucher. He was gonna pick anybody <laughs> over James Harden, bro. Because we need some size to the <laughs> bro. Oh god, yo, oh man. To me, that was like the highlight of the year for me, boy. Because that was the most like funniest was funny. thing ever, bro. Like, 
LeBron Petty is fuck for that. <laughs> that damn clipboard of his. This fool go put the clipboard over shit and start cracking up like oh, <laughs> <laughs> I ain't never seen a more pettier moment in professional sports, bro. Like that was just pure petty. This year. He got Shaq and Shaq Barkley and uh uh Kitty and EJ Ernie man just egging it on, bro. Like, <laughs> you say you gonna put spice out on that him, he's gonna be out there next game. Watch. If you if he leaves you, F him. Ain't that right, Kevin? <laughs> oh, oh, he was blazing the hell out of that, man. Oh, Woo! Man, that 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 was good stuff, man. What can I say, man? It took a lot of power. Then that's that's one instance I give KD some credit because if that was oh, me, yeah. bro, I've been like, this nigga's a hoe. <laughs> you oh, you know he probably called him nine thousand one times behind closed doors. National right. TV, oh, bro. He, oh, you the boy. You the boy. I would have said that. Yeah, because it's how he was clearly feeling. For sure. He was definitely in his feelings. Ain't no ain't no question about that. And he had to just roll with all them jokes. Like it would have been one too many jokes. I'd be like, this thing is a bitch though. So I don't even know why. Oh, he even like you know what I'm saying, acting like he ain't, you know. Yeah. Like, why are we giggling about this shit? That shit will make me mad, That's bro. Funny as hell, bro. Oh man, nah, uh, fun, fun times, man. I'm glad, I'm glad we had a chance to be get this episode in today, man. I know we ran over our typical Thanks. time frame, man, but you know, I'm just, I'm happy to be back. I'm happy to pot is back. I'm excited to get our uh, our contributors that's gonna be coming in over the course of the season, and um, you know, shout out, you know, we, we just we got a lot of things coming, man. Special shout out to, you know, my co-host, man. Shout out to my production team. And uh, shout out to the newcomers that's going to be coming on board as we, you know, get ready to expand the squad and deliver a new world-class product, man. But we got a lot of the good things coming. So we I just want to say from the bottom of my heart, man, I appreciate everybody hanging in there with us. And uh, just know that your boys are back, man. We're about to, we about, to, about to make some noise happen. That's for damn sure. Super fast. Yes, sir, man. But this is another classic, man. Don't call it a comeback. Cause we just back, period, man. We back like Mike in '95, man. We back. <laughs> so yep. we gonna holler at y'all in the next episode, man. Y'all be safe out there, man, and try to stay cool in these streets. And don't forget, COVID ain't over. It's just taking a hot sixteen break or a smoke break. <laughs> yes, sir. Don't never forget right. that. Don't shit. never forget. <laughs> so, we gonna holler at y'all. Y'all be easy. Peace. Peace.